um, look back. It's a year since the uh, pandemic arrived and uh, the lockdown started, and a year since Bauer Media, in the space of a Zoom call, shut down most of New Zealand's magazine publications. Women's Day went, Women's Weekly, The Listener, North and South, Metro, all gone by lunchtime. Now, 12 months on, not only have most of them returned, but we actually have more magazine publications in the country than before. Former Women's Day editor Sido Kitchen now oversees the publishing of four different magazines. Uh, they are Scout, Thrive and Haven and Woman. And she's with us this morning from um, the sunny Coromandel. Hi, Sido. Hello, how are you? It's gorgeous I'm here in Coromandel. I'm re- oh, of course, it, it's always gorgeous in Coromandel. <laughs> hey, um, I, do have, I do have four generations of family here and a dog that I'm trying to keep quiet, though, so we'll see how it goes, eh, Tim? I don't mind. I don't mind if the dog gets a bit excited. It's uh, always a nice thing. Let's let's recall, recap that conversation that you had uh, a year ago with Bauer. What do they say? We call it the Zoom of Doom. Uh, <laughs> I'm pushing my dog away. Um, I'm sitting here in absolute heaven, and I, I, I asked to to go back a, a year ago. Actually, um, so it probably was one of the most hellish days of my career, to be honest. Um, but we were all working remotely at that time. We were already in lockdown. We produced. I was overseeing uh, Women's Weekly and Women's Day in Australia. Women's Weekly, and we just produced uh, an issue of both Women's Weekly and Women's Day remotely. So all the staff were working from home. I recall that I was sitting in the um, corner of my uh, lounge. We had set up a sort of makeshift office. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do remember it vividly. I try not to think about it too much, but I do remember it vividly. Everything certainly went into slow motion. Um, it definitely was the most, I guess, the darkest day of my career. But it seems like three years ago, to be honest, Tim. It seems such a long time ago because so much has happened since, and much of it, much of it, great, to be honest. So, what what was the reason? What was the logic? They were just not making money. They weren't selling enough magazines. No, I think if you no, I think they were selling plenty of magazines. But I think if you remember at the time. Uh, we'd all gone into lockdown and magazines had been deemed non-essential by the government. So um, as we went into lockdown, mags were tracking really well from the sales perspective. Of course, then we were told that we couldn't produce magazines. And I think we were the only supplier of supermarkets that were told they couldn't keep operating. So that was the tipping point. That said, I think in hindsight, our um, global owners, um, we, were, we were owned by Bauer, a German company, and I think... It's um, well known that they wanted to be out of this, you know, the, uh, out of magazines in Australasia, full stop. And of course, since, um, uh, yeah, and, and then, yeah, since then, uh, they have in fact sold the business. And yeah, our media private equity group has taken over uh, the company. Not all of it, but they bought some of those magazines back in New Zealand. Um, of course, thank thank goodness, you know, the listeners back. The Women's Weekly came back. Uh, I think they bought six titles back in right. total, but you know it was forty staff as opposed to the three hundred odd staff that lost their job a year ago. Were they top heavy? I mean, were, were they carrying too many people? No, I don't think it. Well, no, I don't think so. I know it was a very profitable company, the New Zealand um, company, but I think when you're told you can't produce magazines anymore and we didn't know how long that was going to go on for it certainly was the tipping point so there's probably only a couple of people that know the real reason but um 
that said, I think the magazine industry today is thriving, and I think you know the magazines I was most deeply concerned about a year ago. They were a listener, and the Women's Weekly for me in particular, I just thought such a vital part of our cultural heritage. The Weekly for 90 years, you know, we couldn't let that one go. So, um, thankfully, uh, those really important titles are back. And I have to say, the, so are so many, so many of the titles have come back, more than I ever anticipated, and lots of new titles. So actually, I think there's been a massive reset, but the magazine industry I'm working in today is more exciting than it was a year ago, I'll be honest about that. All right. I, I, I want to come and talk about the, the rebirth of it all in, in, in a minute or two. What about the advertising element of it? Was that a significant factor? Because it certainly... In, in our part of the media, in the electronic media and with the New Zealand Herald, which with you know part of that group, uh, the, the situation was, well, retail is a very big part of our advertising. Retail is almost gone. We're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, advertising, you know, we've struggled with advertising for years in magazines, but still, the magazines are still an incredibly profitable business. And uh, to be honest, the magazines that I tended to work on, I looked after the mass market weekly magazines, and, and most of our revenue actually came from, from people buying the magazine. I'd say more than two-thirds of um, the profits came, but the revenue came from you know people actually subscribing or buying their magazine at retail. So um, the mags I looked after were a slightly different model. Um, advertising was an important component, but wasn't everything so um and, and you know look at the listener that's not what i looked after but you know that's predominantly a, a, a circulation you know subscribers really um are the backbone to that magazine success as opposed to advertising so i worked on those sorts of magazines so slightly different but yeah advertising i mean today there's so many magazines back and of course um facebook and google take their dominant share of advertising revenue these days so it's a challenge but but you know we're still attracting great advertising to our new magazine so all right let me be a little bit nosy about your business model and how you managed to um, turn around something that uh, a giant german corporation uh, for whatever reason didn't want to do so uh, do stick with us if you will please cedo kitchen now oversees four magazines when a year ago we pretty much lost everything out of our market when Bar withdrew. Easter Monday breakfast at Newstalk ZB till 9 o'clock with Cedo Kitchen, who is, uh, well, uh, part of the revival of the New Zealand magazine sector. Although, from what you were saying before, it wasn't actually on its deathbed uh, before that decision by Bauer. That's right. I find, that quite, I find that quite hard, actually, listening to that, because I know... You know, uh, you know, Tanya Walsh was running New Zealand. We've talked about that since it really was portrayed like the um, uh, New Zealand was in dire straits. I mean, I think any media company has had a rocky time, right, um, in, in recent years. But, yeah, as I said, it was a really profitable company. Certainly, I know the makes I worked on were um, potentially some of those in the business weren't as profitable. And uh, um, But, yeah, that wasn't enough for the whole business to fold. And that that knowledge, uh, I assume, was what drove you uh, to say, well, bugger that, uh, I'm carrying on. Well, I certainly, I mean, I think it didn't just happen straight away, I have to say. Um, yeah, but certainly out of adversity came opportunities. It took a while to see that, I think. Um, I certainly wasn't doing anything for a few months, four months, I think it was, that, um, between... Uh, closing its doors and, and me getting a call from um, the person that owns School Road Publishing today. But, 
yeah, it's certainly I could see an opportunity. There were so many magazines that hadn't come back, right? So and 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 never did come back. So the magazines like Next Magazine, Good Health, OK, NW, there were certainly lots of empty pockets at checkouts. Shoppers would have seen that. Um, and at that time, we didn't know how many, you know, of the of likes of Billis and the Women's Weekly, etc., were coming back too. Certainly more magazines have ended up coming back than we anticipated. Um, but yes, I certainly saw an opportunity. So I had been um, actually trying to buy New Zealand Women's Weekly for a few months. Remember when they were selling off the titles? Yes. I was going through that process. And uh, obviously at the 11th hour, that was one that uh, the new owners our media decided to hang on to. Um, so uh, I've been, but I've been going through that process. And so had Greg Partington, who is the owner of School Road Publishing and also uh, just two separate business, but he owns uh, New Zealand's biggest independent um, advertising agency, Stanley Street. So he'd been going through, I didn't know him at all, but he'd also been going through that process, uh, trying to buy a whole suite of lifestyle titles from um, the Closing Bar Media. So, yeah, unbeknownst to each other, we've both been going to that, through to that through that process. And then um, uh, a sort of a week after it had come to a conclusion for both of us, he picked up the phone to me and said, would you be interested in starting a magazine publishing business for me? So and, that's how it started, and, and that was late July, so in a while. Uh, <laughs> and the the money's in lifestyle mags, is it? For her, sorry. The money's in so lifestyle he, publishing now. The, uh, Scouts the, the thrive. New, yes, it's right. So four new magazines: Haven, uh, Thrive, Scout, and Woman. So Woman is a woman's lifestyle title. Yes, all lifestyle titles, I guess, um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, woman is a um, fortnightly. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about each title? Just a little I'm just. Bit? Uh, what what's going on in the market in terms of what people want to pick up at at the checkout uh, and what they want to read these days? It's it it's what I would call soft. It's entertainment material. Yeah, lifestyle. I think you're right. Saying most of it is lifestyle, less current affairs titles, I guess. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Probably mainly lifestyle titles. You'd be right there. Um, but still, mass women's titles are doing exceptionally well. But if you're talking about checkout, uh, yeah, women's and lifestyle titles are, are dominant. Um, I think if you're talking about subscription, the likes of the listener are really dominant. They have an incredible um, subscriber base. So, um, yeah, you'd be right there. Most news and current affairs is online these days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And and is that anything to do with um, the, the way we were thinking, the way we were feeling going through this whole last 12 months or so? We're thinking, yeah. Jesus, I've had enough of that. I need a break. I need I think you're a right. lift. I think, I, think, I think readers feel magazines, they love, help them relax and have time out and tough time. I really believe that. And they trust the information they read in magazines. So yeah, you'll see that... Um, primary readership, which is, you know, primary readership is uh, the people that actually buy the magazines or subscribe to magazines. They're our primary readers, our most value readers, I guess. Um, those numbers are, are really strong. They're actually up. The latest um, magazine readership results for Nielsen showed in quarter four last year that those readership numbers were up. And I think, yeah, in tough times, as I said, readers fill magazines. They love help them relax and have time, time out. So I think magazines are having a bit of a moment, to be honest. I guess there was also... You know, you don't know what you've, you've what's gone. So there's been a period where lots of beloved titles have disappeared from the shelves. I mean, I, yeah, do you remember those empty pockets at checkouts? It was mm. pretty dire for quite for yeah. a few months. So I think when they came back, there was a 
huge show of support. But also, um, Tim, you know, we've got these fresh new titles that I think are speaking speaking to New Zealanders in a in, in a in a new way, which uh, and they're resonating. You know, I think um, you know the whole magazine industry got thrown up in the air. Really, I thought, in fact, I thought the heart and soul had been ripped out of it entirely. But what eventuated the magazines that I would argue are are better. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, everyone's had a bit of a reset and we're having to th- realise that. So you couldn't just talk to... There's, there's the a word way. we're hearing a lot these days. Uh, thank reset. you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I, w- I want to finish with one little thing here which has come in on uh, the text. Well done, Cedo. Your Maybe this is... Is this somebody in the house in Coromandel? Your four new titles, all excellent. Great to see libraries stocking them to a true New Zealand flavour and... Uh, Overall, the magazine scene has gained. So there you go. I'd agree. Bit of support. Very nice message to receive on an Easter Monday. Thank you. Thank you for your time.